Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Beth. We are learning about Shabbat Kozayin, and we left off with the question yesterday about why would we see a vision of the Beis HaMikdash? Why were we told about a vision of the Beis HaMikdash um, so late in history? The Blavi Yitzchak for the 1800s, probably. I think so. Why Why at the end of all of history, kind of at the end of Gullus? And and why do we see a vision of the Beis HaMikdash? Why don't we see a Hanukkah time when it's very luminous time and why um, why do we see it in the three weeks? It's such a dark time. And in the nine days, which is even even dark dark time. What is this all about? I mean, right? Show show us the goodies in the good time and the the, the, the tough stuff in the tough time. Match it up. You know, multiple choice, match it up. Match this with that. So nobody would, only Hasidus matches up Vision of the Basin Midrash with the nine days, with darkness. Wait, no. Basin Midrash is light. So if you have a matching game, okay, so here we have light, 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 luminous time, Hanukkah, luminous time. Okay, Basin Midrash, light, vision, light. Okay, so light, 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 light. You match up all the light things. Nobody, only, <laughs> only somebody who, um, Somebody of this generation, quite honestly, or somebody who's considered um, to have a different learning style, would hand in a multiple choice test in which it says, okay, match up everything that matches together. They would have, they, the people with a different learning style, or someone from this generation, like our youth that's struggling, they would match up, face and English, luminous, revelation, goodness with dark time. And the teacher would say, okay, sorry, you got wrong, 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 X, 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 X. This this has happened in many classrooms, in many, many, many classrooms over over the past in this generation. Many, many, many classrooms, but especially over the past 20, 30 years, you have a huge number of kids coming into the world that have very deep souls, very deep neshamas. So to them it makes an and are officially called learning challenge or whatever, so they don't think the standard way. We have a school system that's designed for the few standard people who are left, whoever they are. And so the standard test is designed to be match these up, light, 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 light. Only a soul of this generation and somebody who has a different learning style would match up light with dark because they know something about darkness that is really light. So the teacher gives them an XSS. He fails it. They fail the test. And then, by the way, as a result of that, they fail the year. They fail school. They fail their lives. They become rejects. Rahmanupan, all of that stuff, all of that stuff, because they have a deeper way of thinking. They think they are they are Geula souls. They have this, the spark of Mashiach in them is very close to the surface and powerful. So they have Geula Mashiach souls. And they think the way Mashiach thinks. Very out of the box. And then they get punished for it. And that, that Hashem has a plan. 
and they uh, this wasn't supposed to be something about chinuch. They get punished for it in school and eventually drop out of school, but eventually, and the story isn't over yet, hopefully if they haven't been too too beaten up emotionally, um, despite feeling like failures in, in the system, they eventually can go on to become leaders who think out of the box and real leaders. So many of them go on, they go into business and they become very successful and they're very creative and they make a lot of money, but they're just very successful and they create all kinds of systems, computer systems and all kinds of things um, where they, they really couldn't do well in school. Actually, Christian has a few of those in my family. So, and everybody does. Everybody has a few of those. So they're thinking like Mashiach is thinking. And to them, it's perfectly natural. So again, back to that, just sorry for that side point. What are we saying? The question that's coming up in the Sikha is, you have two interesting sets of weeks. The three weeks, they're very dark. And then the seven weeks of Nechama, after that, the seven weeks of comfort that are considered comforting, luminous weeks comforting weeks. So, of course, you would think that Hashem is going to show us a picture of a vision of the base amazing in the seven comforting weeks. After the base amazing is destroyed on Tishabav, then it begins the seven comforting weeks, and then he comforts us by showing us that we will have a third base amazing. Don't be too depressed. It will get better. Hashem doesn't do that. Hashem thinks like a Learning challenge <laughs> kid of the seventh generation. That's the way he thinks. Hashem puts, he matches it the opposite way. He puts the vision of the base of Middash <clears throat> into the three dark weeks. Hashem would also be kicked out of school. Right? And then eventually drop out of the system. Quite honestly, right? Hashem himself, if God himself had to go into our schools, he would probably be kicked out of class and eventually drop out of the system. And then, and, and he is dropping out of the system and then eventually go on to be a leader, so to speak. I mean, with all due respect, you know, please excuse my little joke here. So, what is the basis of all of this? We said about the days that we're in. That, um, that classically would say that every descent is for the purpose of an ascent. Every Eureka, is for the purpose of an aliyah. It's very dark, but it will get better. Don't worry. That's classical Torah thought thinking. Deeper Torah thinking is that the panemius, the innerness of the descent, is that it's really already the ascent. The aliyah that, co- that will come out of it, the elevation that will come out of the descent, the light that will eventually come out of the darkness, as we said, kids who are kicked out of school, God forbid, and eventually become leaders in the world. And then go back to their school and donate a bunch of money. <laughs> and are honored at the dinners. <laughs> because they created a uh, computer software business that's bringing in, you know, $10 billion a year or whatever it is. <laughs> that's the joke. So the light that will eventually come out of the darkness, Hasidus says, it's already there. The meanness of the darkness, of the descent, is that the light that's eventually going to come out of it is right there in the darkness at that moment. 
The only thing is externally what you see is down here in the world, a descent, darkness. But above, in the heavenly realms, in the spiritual world, there's a very intense, high, luminous revelation, which cannot yet be revealed down here. It's like, an example is, a rug, a teacher, wants to give hashpa, wants to teach to his teeth. You think I'm trying to say this? The truck drives by to make sure that no one can hear me. Isn't that interesting? A, a, there's a certain darkness. A rub, a teacher wants to teach to his students. And there will be a darkness in that process. We just experienced it. The truck made sure to come by and make noise as we were trying to do that. Very interesting. Divine providence. So the teacher wants to give a hashpa to the, to the student um, for the purpose of enabling the student to understand a high, a, bring out something new. The true teacher will open up the student to be able to come up with, the, so that the student himself will come up with brand new ideas that the teacher never had. The student in this generation is not supposed to be a parrot of the, the teacher and repeat everything the teacher says. The student is supposed to take everything that the teacher says, internalize it, and come up with more and better and deeper and brand new ideas. Because it's not about information, it's about a process. This is so powerful that when it's happening, there is a darkness surrounding that whole process. In other words, um, when the teacher, for the teacher to empower the students like that, the teacher has to really shrink himself down. Because he's got all these fancy schmancy ideas that are so complicated that the students aren't going to understand him. So he has to go through a contraction, a darkening process. He wants to say all of his stuff, his brilliant stuff, no one's going to know what he's talking about. So he has to go through a certain sort of darkness, a contraction of contracting it all down so that the student can get it. Once the student gets it, he picks it up, then the student can create his own tradition. And so the hot, so again, that was just the muscle. But when we're talking about a revelation from above, the higher that the revelation from above is, the greater is the concealment down here. The smarter, okay, so the professor who's teaching nuclear physics, the smarter he is, the more brilliant he is, the greater is the concealment for us. If any of us were able to imagine we go in a time tunnel and we go back to the lecture hall where Albert Einstein is teaching, I think we would all fall asleep or something or have to drink energy drinks or, you know, have to drink Snapple, about 20 Snapples to, to stay awake. We just, because he would be coming from such a brilliant place, we, I mean, I have to speak for myself, I would be totally lost. I would have a very great darkness myself as a student because he's up there, I'm down here, and he's not a vessel for it. That is going to explain to us this whole idea about the base of Midgush, the three weeks, the seven weeks, etc. 
etc. Because when this very high revelation, now we're jumping back to the base amygdash. When the very high revelation of the base amygdash is revealed down here, it depends on how ready we are to receive it. And being ready, this base amygdash being revealed, this vision of it, brings out um, the pile in truth of the aliyah pneumis that is in the Yerida. When we get it, when we see that base amygdash, when we get that idea from the teacher, then what happens? There's a deep inner truth in the darkness that we are able to understand, that we feel. And Dafka, when there's a very high revelation, and it comes down here, and we get it, we make it user-friendly, that fulfills the whole purpose. Basically, to say it in simple terms, if we, each of us, take a very complex um, concept, and we dumb it down to the point where we can say it to, you know, kindergarten kids, it actually ends up, once the kids get it, it actually ends up in a higher place than it was when it was just in our mind. So what's the completion? What's the wholeness of my fancy understanding of reality? It only gets wholeness by me dumbing it down enough, contracting it enough, so that the little, little, little child can understand it. And then my idea has come to its completion. Otherwise, if it's sitting in my mind and I still know it in my fancy terms and I'm not able to explain it to the child, it's still, it's waiting. It's, the, the idea is still feeling hungry. It's saying, no, 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 but I, I, I want to feel whole. I want to feel completed. I want to feel grounded. Teach it to a little kid. Teach it to a, a child in a a person who may be a physically an adult, but emotionally, but spiritually on the level of a child, teach it to them, and then it gets his wholeness. Which, by the way, where do you see that? It's happening right now. This is a very profound concept that, I don't know about you, it doesn't make sense that I would be able to understand them. And certainly, these concepts as they were somewhere in Kabbalah 500 years ago, there was no way that if we, if each of us lived in a Gilgul 500 years ago and we opened up a, you know, a, a, a safer, a Kabbalah safer, and we tried to learn this, forget it. Forget it. There, there's nothing to discuss. It would be completely impossible. We wouldn't even, we wouldn't even try. The fact that Chabad Hasidus came along and takes these intensely magnificent, lofty concepts and brings them down to the level that the, we can understand them is a miracle that we can't even imagine. So the fact that we're able to learn this sikha is if, you know, perfectly normal to learn a sikha. It brings justification. It brings that deep Kabbalistic idea and it brings it to a completion in that it's all brought down to our level and we can actually understand it. A miracle beyond miracles. Okay.
So when it comes to Gagos and Geula, remember, we're saying we are. We're talking about the jewel, the third base of Mizish, and seeing a vision of it. So when we're talking about Gagos and Geula, the Chorban and the Gagos, really, externally, it's very dark, right? But internally, it's very light. The revelation of the future Geula and the third base of Mizish, which is completely higher than anything we had before. It's completely higher. What we're being shown this Shabbos is a vision of something that has no parallel. First base of Midrash was amazing. Second base of Midrash was amazing. But what we're going to see this Shabbos, what our soul, our Neshama will see, the third base of Midrash, it's incomparable. So it's funny that I and you and all of us will be able to see this that the greatest sages couldn't see. And only recently. Because we said, all through the generations, on Shabbos Kozayim, people would read the Haftarah, and that was it. Ever since the Haftarah was brought into, I guess, in the time of the Romans. That's it. Only recently, a couple of hundred years ago, it became told to us, by the way, you know what happens on Shabbos Kozayim? Nope. What happens? You see the third day in English. Me? Do you understand who I am? How could I see the third day in English? I mean, look at me. I know, but... Okay, <laughs> the Gorabbas people get to see the third base image. It's just a gift from above. It's an incredible gift from above. And we know that the concealment of the Khurban and Gullus comes because the godly light went up. As the Zayar says, that Hashem, Kuchabrichu Begalus, Asalik, Le'ila, Ila, in Gullus, Hashem's light goes up, 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 up. And relative to this godly light, it's an aliyah, it's, this light is going higher and higher and higher, but, but down here, what do you see? Darkness. So Gullah says, Hashem goes up, his light goes up, and leaves a vacuum down here. A, a cute story. We were once reading a book about the Rambam, and I was reading it to one of the kids when they were very young. And we have carpeting in our house, so we have vacuum cleaners, right? We have a vacuum in our house. And so it we read, and I was reading, and when the Rambam left the world, he left behind a great vacuum, which is really, that's what the Rambam left behind, a vacuum? Right, because they were thinking of a vacuum cleaner. In their mind, it was very simple. You know, so the Rambam left the world in his whole legacy, and he left as Yerusha his vacuum cleaner. To somebody, right? He left behind to whomever. He left his vacuum cleaner. And it was so perplexed, like, you know, Rambam, that's what he left behind, a, vac- a vacuum cleaner, right? So he left behind a vacuum. So <laughs> that's the comic relief. But we're saying when Hashem goes up, 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 he leaves behind a vacuum. And to bring out this very high revelation of the Geula, it depends on us, that we get ready, we make ourselves ready for this. So, again, why, um, so again, so now what we want to understand is why Shabbos Chazayin, um, why you see the Beit HaMidosh on Shabbos Chazayin? Again, so that was the question. Why not, why in the three weeks? It's such a dark time. Remember we said, light, 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 not light, dark, light, dark. The match is weird. So why are you showing this most luminous, the ultimate luminosity of the third base of Mezish 
in the dark three weeks, in the dark nine days, et cetera. Why? And that's at the end of the three weeks. They're weeks of kind of punishment. In the Shabbos, it's closest to Tisha B'Av. When the darkness is really the strongest, um, it's a, it shows us a, the greatness of the new revelation that's actually happening, not the new revelation that will happen. These three weeks, there's lots and lots to say about three. These three weeks, three is good, three is not good. You know, three is the weeks of, they're tough weeks, but they are all the things that we can say about three. Three is when, you know, you have, you have a gift, but it's kind of a free gift, number one. Number two, you challenge it, you don't value it, you leave it out in the rain, it rusts, you know, you're by, it rusts. That's number two, you, you, you don't value it, you oppose it. Number three, you take it back, and now it's yours. And it, it really becomes yours. That's number three. So the first face of Mizish, wow, amazing. Hashem gave us this face of Mizish. But we didn't really, we didn't understand it well enough to value it fully. Second base of Mizish, we kind of built by ourselves, so we valued it more. But, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, number two is an oppositional energy. And really, we need to earn the third one in which it really becomes ours. And we value it, and we internalize it, and it transforms us, and it transforms the world. That's all the number three. So, okay. So why would you see the base of Mizish in the three weeks? What do you mean? Three, three, three. As it's hinted at, in the Tzil of Mincha, Shabbos Chazayim, um, we begin to read um, Nachmu, and we start. On Tisha B'Av itself, we switch frequencies from the feeling of punishment, three weeks, to the feeling of comfort. We just switch on a dime. So how do you switch on a dime? Only kids can do that. Oh, I hate her. I never want to talk to her again. Oh, she's my best friend. You know, on a dime, kids can switch. And we get stuck. It takes us six months till we readjust to the new feeling. So on a dime, it's very childlike. On a dime, the three weeks turn into the seven weeks. The three punishing weeks turn into the the, um, weeks of of Nechama. And really, it all is, where's the activating energy to switch on a dime? Ah, it's Shabbos Chazayim. Because it's also got this dual energy in it. And the kavana is that um, of, of coming, to, of, of everything getting darker and darker is so that we should bring that, bring out this new revelation of the third base of Nidish, which that Dafka brings to the wholeness above. Okay. And therefore, Everyone is shown this base of Midrash. Everyone is being empowered on Shabbos Chazayim to switch the world from 3G to 4G, essentially. To switch the world up to a brand new reality in which we start to live in brand new, fresh, the Ula moments every single second. That ability to step into every single second, brand new, fresh, brand new, fresh. And not only brand new, fresh moments, forgetting about the past or taking care of what we had to take care of, fixing what we had to fix. But at the same time, and this is a Geula way, I don't just say, okay, well, so I took his car and, you know, what are you going to do? No, I have to take care of it, pay him back, whatever I have to do. But at the same time, I don't get stuck in it and 
define myself by that. This is what I did. This has to be fixed. I am fixing it. And at the same time, I stepped into a brand new moment, a brand new Zaula moment, fresh, 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 fresh. That is the energy of the future. In order to do that, you have to have in front of your eyes that third base in English that activates those brand new fresh moments. The, because the base of English of the future, the panemius of it, the panemius of the Chorban, of the destruction, is to pull out of it, pull out of the second base of English, the third one. Inside the second base of English and the first one, what do you have inside? Third base of English. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't see it. Right, because it's covered over by the first and second base of English. Okay. So what do you have to do to pull it out? Uh, we have to destroy one, and then it pops right out. Okay. But once we're in the middle of Tishabab and we're in the mood of destruction, then we could just fall into that pit of, so what's going on? Base of English was destroyed. What else? Nothing else. No, but there must be a bright side to it. I don't know. Maybe you know a bright side. I don't feel anything bright. So when when Hashem is taking away the second base of Migdash, we don't want to be left only with the imprint of what he took away. We want to be left with the imprint of what we're left with. The better, eternal, amazing, perfect, Based on the dish that will never be destroyed, and that is luminous and illuminates our lives forever. That's what we're left with. But remember that the energy of destruction can definitely leave us feeling very dark, very low. So of course we have to see the real truth, what's inside, before the destruction happens. We can't afford, even for a couple of days, to just cook in that destruction. Okay, Tishabov happened. Basin English was destroyed. But we already went through that. First and second Basin English. People were probably pretty depressed. Right? All they saw was destruction. And they really saw, you know, with all the horrificness. What do you think they were able to feel? It's certainly not a feeling of, oh, I'm sure it'll be a bright future. He would feel that. Sure, it'll be a bright future. He's going to feel that. Except for the Chacham and the Tamidi Chacham that were taken, that were allowed to go to the town of Yavna. So they felt like, we still have the light of Kaya. But other than that, if we were there at that time, we probably were walking through the place of destruction and seeing everything that was sacred to us is destroyed. Ah, there's no feeling of future. Been there, done that. Can't keep living through that every year. Hashem will say, don't worry, we're going to have Gula. And, and we would feel, keep your Gula. We're too depressed. Have a nice day. So Hashem understands he needs to pump us up with truth and with luminosity. We need to see what's really happening. We need to see the future and the incredibly bright future of Geula beforehand, before the destruction. Because we can't afford to 
go for, you know, oh, wait till two balls, the 15th above, and then we'll see the third base. Minutes. By that time, we're too depressed. We don't care anymore. This is not, these are not generations. Since the time of Revelation, we don't have the emotional wherewithal to just go through darkness and eventually it gets through life. This is an instant generation. First show us the light, and then if God forbid you have to create the darkness, first show us the light. Otherwise, we give up. Maybe in other generations, they could do that. You know, they had a sustainability. They were powered by a vision of what they believed would one day happen. We don't have that sustainability. We need right here, right now. It has to be good right here, right now. Just give me a nice coffee. I don't know. You know, I just feel lousy. I feel tired and depressed. Just give me a nice coffee. Give me an energy, a power aid. Right now, right here. You know, you'll see. You'll feel better in a few hours. I don't have a few hours. I want a power aid. High sugar, high caffeine. Boom, boom, boom. Fix it up right here, right now. No patience. Don't show me the darkness until you filled me up with light. That's our generation. That's our generation. You know, it's like what the therapists say, if we're going to be dealing with some tough stuff, take this medication first so it doesn't feel tough. Right? Don't go into it raw. That's this generation. We 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 can't deal with tough stuff. So now we understand, so now the Sikha is going to say the same thing. We understand why recently all of this was presented in this order. Why we have to see this third base in the dish before the destruction. For everything that we, we were saying. Um, because the concealment is a sign that, the darkness is a sign that there's incredible light. Good. But guess what? In other generations, we could look at darkness and say, wow, that's incredible light. In this generation, it's just, I don't know, light. You call it light. I call it darkness. We don't have the wherewithal. We're not like the, those generations where we could see light and darkness. We're just, just give me straight light. Just give me some Prozac before. <laughs> and give me a Powerade drink. That's it. Because, and as we come closer to the Geula, because of the, um, because we get, we're getting so close to this new, brand new light of the third base of Nezish, and which is the Pneumius of Gullus, we're getting very close to that magnificent light of, of what Gullus really is, the inner light in Gullus. That's where we're getting to. At the end of the tunnel is, wow, there's an incredible light. Wow, there's the third base of Nezish. And so, the Hashva, as we get closer to that light, it sort of goes further up. So, it seems to be moving further away, although we see that it's incredible, but it seems to be moving further away. So, what we're looking at, if we're on an empty stomach, so to speak, is just darkness. We do not have the stomach. So even though in previous generations, Shabbos Chazayim, everybody was seeing the base image of the future, I don't know that anybody knew about it. They didn't make a big deal about it. It wasn't a whole thing, a whole Vart Taira. They heard the Hap Taira, they felt it. They were on a completely different level. 
He didn't need Powerade to up their, you know, with caffeine to up their energy. They didn't need those coffee pills, you know, a shot of caffeine. They didn't need that. But, and recently, every single Jew is given that revelation. You don't have to be a tzaddik. You don't have to be anybody. You just light candles or even don't light candles on Shabbos Kuzayim. And you have to show you don't light candles. And boom, you, it, it appears to your soul. And with more penis and more revelation in a way that we can think deeply into it and say, what am I seeing? Because we're at a time now where the third base of Mitzvah is very revealed. And as we said, the 11 weeks that we sat in our homes during quarantine, we were making our homes into a piece of the base of Mitzvah. The base of Mitzvah is very real in the world now. It's very tangibly in the world, and it came to our homes, plus, plus. It's really down here. Our job now is to adjust our eyes to see it. So we're meowed. We're right there at the point of being able to see it. And the revelation of the light, of the brand new light of the third base of Mizish, will, is, is brought out through what we do here in the darkness. Very interesting. As we're facing the moments of darkness, what we do brings out this incredible revelation of the brand new light. And down here. And it brings conclusion to everything that ever was in history. To us. Who is it? Nobody here but, the, but us chickens. We do it? Yes, it gets from above. The Blavius Kerpa revealed it. And, of course, he's the one who is Malamut Kus on everybody. He shows that everybody's good and whatever they're doing is good. And it's good and it's good and it's good and you're good and they're good and it's good. And he shows the light in everything. Great. So we all get it. And just like at the time when there was the actual first and second base of Mizish, after the foot of the person, you had to walk with your feet, the feet, up to the base, up to Yerushalayim, to Yira Kol Tzchorcha Eskine Adam Havaya, you would walk up with your feet, all the way to Yerushalayim, it took days or weeks, to go see Hashem and be seen by Hashem. As you went to see, you went to be seen. Same thing with us. When we're in this, these, the level of the feet of Mashiach, the feet of Geula, the heel of Ikhlas of the Mashiach, that's when we go to see and be seen. Isn't the feet on the lowest level? That's when the feet get to see. See and be seen. The third day of English, the vision. Even the revelation that comes down here in a very powerful way. It's not even far away. It's close. And probably the people who feel it most on Shabbat are the people who uh, we would you know, they're very special souls, and they don't necessarily recognize, and we don't necessarily recognize that we're seeing the base of English on Shabbos Chazayim. We will definitely feel something like, I hate my Shabbos shoes, I need to get a new pair, or whatever it is. We will feel a certain level of, I need to change something in my life. Be on, Be prepared. 
this Shabbos, at the very least, we're going to feel like from now on, I have to change this thing in my life. We will feel this need to upgrade or to change. Why? Our soul is seeing the third base in the dish. It will demand of us enough grace to be ready for it. And if we're not spiritually in tune enough, we will feel like from now on I'm not eating cookies anymore on Shabbos. We will feel a need to change something in our life this Shabbos. Hopefully we'll feel the real thing. We need to make ourselves tailing for the space of English because it's close. And this is hinted at in the Parsha that we read connected with Shabbos Chazan. Parsha's Devarim, Parsha's Eschanan, which begins the seven weeks. Because we read Elah Devarim, we read all of this Kaychacha. Hashem is telling us all the things that we did wrong and what we need to do right. It's like Chazan Yeshaya. He's, you know, kind of giving it to us over the head. And really, it kind of looks like something very negative. And yet, and then we read about Maisha Rabbeinu begging, I want to be in Eretz Yisrael. But the Tzula is connected with the Geula. He's speaking about, he's not just begging. The point is, it's, hey, guys, we're going into Eretz Yisrael. This is it. That's what he's talking about. Because if Maisha Rabbeinu's Tzula was fulfilled, and he would have gone into Eretz Yisrael. We would have had the base in Midrash. Holy. Now, if by a tzaddik, when you say if this, then that with a tzaddik, the if this, then that means it happened. Tzaddikim don't just wish. They create. When, when, it, when it's said about a tzaddik, if he had only this, then we would have only that. He actually creates the reality that he's begging for and davening for through his tefillah. So at, so he's pulling, he's, he's creating a future and he's pulling the future into the present. At the moment that Maisha Rabbeinu in Parshat Eskanan is begging to go into Eretz Yisrael and take us all, he's begging that we should all go with him. He's not begging to go by himself. He's creating a reality in which we end up in that reality at that moment. And the Eschanan is hinted at Russian Chain's effective in a way of Nisim Nisim. You talk about a, a Nun and Nisim Nisim as the Gemara says about a word that has two Nuns. Oh, the Eschanan. It has two Nuns at the end. Two nuns at the end mean very great miracles. And especially, the second nun is a very long nun in the Eskanan. That shows on a revelation that comes down very, very, very low. It's a really very not so pretty, such pretty realities. But the nisim nisim, the miracles, come down, 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 down into the world. So to end off, what we want to do and what we're being empowered to do is to pull the future into the present. The future is embedded in that third base of English. And when we are there in the future with the third base of English, life will be very different. Our relationship with nature, physical things, whether you can fit a, you know, a big curtain rod into a small closet and all of that stuff plus plus, 
and, and obviously more serious stuff than that. This will all be in a completely different way. And, and those, that relationship with nature and being able to use nature properly for our mission in the world will be very miraculous. And we're capable of pulling those miracles into today, into the present. And we're being asked to do that, to bring those miracles of the future into everyday life. So when you're standing in front of the closet and you need to fit in that closet rod, somehow you pull the future into the present and you do it the way you're going to do it in the future, right here, right now, believing that through the spark of Mashiach in you, you're somehow being empowered to do to create miracles. And so the to end off the fact that on Shabbos Kazayim, we have a vision. It's not just a vision, but we actually step into and be step in, it's like stepping into a storybook and you become part of the story. We step into this story, this vision of the third base of the and we become part of it and it becomes part of us. And so when we then emerge from Shabbos Kazayim, part and parcel, one with each other, me with the base of the base of the with me, then we, we go to Tishabaz and we're able to unravel its secret, which is that it once was about destruction, and then it becomes, a minute later, about the birth of Mashiach and Geula, and about bringing the future into right here, right now. So it gives us the, the ability, this year, especially in the year Tashin Samach 2020, to have that vision, and because it's 2020 vision, this year surely we're going to see with our actual eyes that face on Medish, pull it into right here, right now, and, and enter Tishabav as a day, as the greatest dance that ever was and ever will be, and it should be immediately now.